Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited today. I have Kate all here to talk about how to use Pinterest to sign nutrition clients. Now, um, if you don't know that I haven't said before, I don't know a ton about Pinterest. And Kate is definitely the one to come on and talk all about Pinterest because she is the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media, which is a Pinterest management and marketing company. Let me tell you a little bit about Kate and her company. So through their work with over 700 Pinterest accounts, they take a data-driven approach to creating and crafting a Pinterest strategy that aims to help their clients and students find their perfect person on Pinterest. Kate teaches thousands of people about Pinterest marketing through various speaking engagements and her own podcast, The Simple Pin Podcast. So thanks so much for being here, Kate. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Like I said, I don't know a ton about Pinterest. I definitely have, you know, done the whole like pinning my own recipes or, you know, uh, clothes that I like or hairstyles, but that's kind of the extent that I've used Pinterest. And I'm actually trying to dive more into it in my own business. So this is actually a really great conversation um, that I'm excited to learn from today as well. So I would love if you just get started with telling us a little bit more about your business and how you actually got into Pinterest to begin with. Yeah, back in 2013, I was working for a friend who had like a frugal deal blog and I was doing a lot of Facebook marketing at the time and some Pinterest marketing. Pinterest came on the scene in 2010. So we were really just learning how to use it. People were actually learning how to use it personally first before they were going to figure it out for business. And Facebook had this great algorithm change where all of a sudden they didn't show anything from business pages. And it was a huge hit to people who were getting traffic. And so then everybody migrated over to Pinterest. And right at the same time, my family was going through a great crisis post-recession. And we were basically a family of five living on food stamps and barely making it. And so sitting across the table from that friend complaining basically about the fact that we were at the end, she said, you should manage people's Pinterest accounts because everybody's moving for Facebook and they don't know what to do. And I thought, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Nobody's (laughs) going to go for that. They're going to think that's crazy. And she's like, you don't have any other options. You're poor. And I was like, she's got a point. So the next couple months, I spent all my time researching if managing for business accounts was possible. Like what was even out there? And I learned that you could, there was a few people doing it at the time, but really the Pinterest education was super limited and a lot of trial and error. So in January of 2014, I bought the domain Simple Pin Media and really planned to just offer a couple beta clients. And I said to them, hey, if this doesn't work out, then we'll just pretend it never happened. Like, just Mm -hmm. don't talk about it. And they loved it. They were like, this is amazing. I'm getting so much traffic from Pinterest. Keep doing what you're doing. And then three clients turned into five, seven. And then I hired my first team member 
And now today I have like a team of 40. We have 120 clients that we work with, both paid and organic, and then we have students. So our mission really became to help business owners learn how to use Pinterest in a way that wasn't a time suck on their time, you know, their productivity that they Pinterest was a part of their business, but it wasn't the whole. And so that's really how we became this, I guess, bedrock of Pinterest marketing education and management so that businesses can really use it to grow awareness, get more clients and grow. Wow. I love that. And I love the story. I think these things happen so unexpectedly, like you didn't set out to do Pinterest and then it just fell into your lap. And obviously it's your thing now. And, you know, it's nice that you got started, you know, you know, quite a few years ago. So you can really, like you said, be that bedrock, be that kind of go-to company that is really standing out in the Pinterest uh, marketing game. So that's really, that's really cool. Yeah, it's been a crazy journey, but it's, I will say the history of Pinterest has played a lot into where we see it going forward and what the current landscape is. Yeah, I would love to talk a little bit more about that. And, you know, for those that are listening that maybe are new to their business or new to the online um, scope of the world, um, you know, can we talk a little bit about how Pinterest is actually different from other social media platforms? Like, is it, you know, similar to an Instagram in some ways? Is it completely different? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, if we can dig into that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest distinguishers that we say about Pinterest is that it's a search and discovery platform. So people go there to search for ideas. So their mentality is in a serve me first. I'm not really interested in you business owner. So I say it that way because on Instagram, we're really prompted to follow people. In fact, that's the only way we can see things outside of ads, right? We have to follow people and we become entrenched in their business and their teaching. And Instagram really makes it super hard to leave the platform. We start getting into stories or reels or videos and we can kill an hour on Instagram in no time. Mm -hmm. And we've never even gone to a website. In fact, some people that I follow, I've never even visited their site, but I know a lot about them. Whereas on Pinterest, I go there with a serve me first mentality. I'm searching for a topic or I'm searching for a future goal or a dream or a project. And I'm not really interested in the influencer, the person who's selling it to me. So if I was to go on there today, I would look for how to build a pergola, but I really wouldn't be interested in the biggest name in pergola building. I would be more interested in the plans or the layout or the location. And what people do is they gather all these ideas to their boards and then they make a decision or take an action between three to six months later. So we refer to Pinterest as kind of the slow burn marketing platform, a little bit like Google and SEO. But the mentality for somebody who Googles is they really need an answer right now. Like they're, I use Google all the time when my husband and I are having an argument and I'm like, I know I'm right. I'm going to Google it. But when I'm getting into dreaming and planning for something, I go to Pinterest. So that's really the best way to distinguish them is on Pinterest, you are talking about the benefits and the features and really how you help serve clients and what results you can get for them, less talking about your business. Wow, you explained that really, really well. Thank you. I think mm-hmm. it definitely paints a really great picture for Pinterest because I, I feel like a lot of people, and I feel bad saying this because you are a Pinterest mm-hmm. management expert, so this is your lifeblood, but I think a lot of people in the online space, like 
that are more focusing on Instagram or Facebook kind of see Pinterest as an extra, like, oh, yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet. Or yeah, I have an account, but I'm not really doing anything with it. Where what I hear you saying is like, it can actually drive so much business if you, you know, put some attention there and probably um, use it in the right way and actually um, play to Pinterest strengths um, versus, you know, trying to do the same thing you would do on in, on Instagram on Pinterest. Yes, exactly. And I think one of the really interesting things to note, and we see a lot of background analytics for businesses, and even my own, we spend a lot of time on Instagram, maybe like 10 hours a week just to build engagement and connection, right? Like there's a there's a use for it. I'm not saying it's bad overall, but to drive traffic to our, my website, it's about 185 ish clicks a month, whereas Pinterest drives about 5,000. And so we spend maybe four to six hours a week, maybe more like four. So you can see that the it serves different purposes. So I think it's kind of like Instagram serves a connector purpose, whereas in, um, Pinterest serves an information purpose. So if you start to gear those differently, you are looking at attracting a totally different client base that is new to you. And a lot of the people we talk to about those who use Instagram and Pinterest will say, I get a lot of repeat business from Instagram, but I get a lot of new leads or new clients from Pinterest because you're hitting them based on what they're searching. And so when you see it in that way, you can, I like to describe it as like your marketing is like a bicycle and it has lots of different spokes. Mm -hmm. Pinterest is one of the spoke and it can't be it is easy to ignore. So to affirm what you're saying, we hear that all the time. People saying to us, yeah, I'll get to it. I don't know. It seems so confusing. And what we want to help people know is that it really doesn't take up a lot of your time and it's not as confusing or as demanding of the algorithm as you see on Instagram. Yeah. And I think one thing that I've always appreciated about Pinterest, um, in theory, you know, I haven't set up my full account yet, so I don't have this going in action. But the theory would be that it's giving your content a longer life than something like Instagram would be. So, you know, I could create five posts for Instagram this week, but, you know, a couple of weeks from now, they're they're gone, right? They're down. Right. The algorithm's not pushing them anymore. Where Pinterest, how does that work with the algorithm or how long kind of does your content last um, on Pinterest? Oh, such a great question. So I actually have from my own case study and lots of our clients actually, but mine in particular, I pinned something in the spring of 2017. It was a the blog post and podcast about how to clean up Pinterest boards. And that is still my number one traffic driver to my website all these years later. It drives about 800 to 1,000 sessions a month um, just because it gets found in search. So to the algorithm piece, Pinterest operates in two main ways. Um, Number one, the user has a home feed. So when you open up your app, and I recommend anybody before they dive in to market on Pinterest, you need to spend at least an hour just investigating Pinterest on your phone. Click around on stuff, mess around, just see what it's like. Because when you do that, and especially when you search the topic that you talk about, you're going to get so much great information based on what people are already doing and what Pinterest is serving up. So this home feed that you see, Pinterest's goal is to make this everything 
that you're interested in. Mixed with promoted pins, obviously those are their ads. So they're going to put those in there, but they want you to open it up and see the trips you've searched, the yoga practices you've looked at, the nutrition or the recipes. It's going to be this conglomerate of all the people you follow, the interests you're interested in, things you've searched. They want you to get lost. And then there's the search bar. So the search bar on Pinterest, you simply can put in any keyword phrase like you would in Google. And Pinterest will pull from its whole platform every pin it sees that has these same keywords. So the algorithm is really built on the search and discovery based on keywords. So they look for these keywords in the pin description. So let's say if somebody's talking about how to heal your gut or something like that, then they would pull up every pin that has that phrase in there. And they'll obviously start with the most popular first, kind of also what you see on Google, things that are helpful. And that's the way the algorithm really gets your content in front of people is you being very specific about what you talk about. Mm, That makes a ton of sense. Okay. So to kind of dig in that a little bit, further, like how would a nutritionist utilize Pinterest? Because I did hear you say um, recipes, but then you just gave us an example of like healing the gut. So, you know, would this mean like blog posts that were maybe like nutrition specific and not just recipes? Or are there different ways you see like, you know, health coaches or nutritionists utilizing the platform? Yeah, both. Those are great examples. So blog posts, and they can be very short form. They don't have to be super involved. Talking about how to do something or a list of something, five ways, or a story. Pinterest users want, when they're, I guess, searching for something, let's say they've been at the doctor and they just got a diagnosis of something. Maybe they're approaching like type 2 diabetes. And so they're going to be searching for things that can reverse type 2. So they're going to go onto Pinterest because they know they can get recipes, articles, and possibly products that can help. So what's best when you are thinking about approaching Pinterest is to think about What is your unique value add? What do you really help your people with? Because you can go on there and say like how to eat better. Well, people aren't, I mean, some people might be searching that, but not really. They're searching for like, tell me about the keto diet. Tell me about, you know, whatever it is that's out there. So if on your website, you have short form blog posts that talk about your specialty and how you can serve them and what a solution, maybe like a high level solution to the problem. And then at the end, you provide a consult call link or you provide maybe a product you think. This is one of the best ways to get pinners to come through your system to book with you to be able to be coached by you. And so blog posts, I know scare people because they're like, oh, I don't want to write like all these words, but it's really important for you just to be able to communicate in a long form way, not super long about what it is you specialize in. Yeah. And that actually brings up a good point that something that I'm curious about is, you know, is the only thing you could post on Pinterest a blog post or could you post like a video or could you, I remember even like a client in the past saying she used to pin her Instagram posts, Mm. which I don't even know if that's a thing, but you know, what, what can we be posting? 
Yeah, great question. So you can post videos, you can post regular blog posts, and you can do, they have a new feature called Idea Pins. It's pretty new, so I don't want to get too much into that just yet. But what I'll say is um, we don't recommend Instagram posts. Now, Pinterest runs on the keywords that I talked about, but they also run on imagery. So when a pinner comes to Pinterest, the only thing they're really looking at is the image. And these images can have text on them that say something like how to reverse type 2 diabetes. And that lets me know, oh, I'm going to read more about this. So they don't really read the description of the pin. It doesn't show up for them in the home feed. So this image is going to take them to your website where they can learn more. Now, what's great is you can create as many images as you want for pretty much anything on your website. So if you have a really great... Well, let me back up just a little bit. The reason we don't use Instagram images is because of that piece of wanting to give the image context. Also, what can happen is when people go app to app, it's really clunky. And either, depending on what platform you use, it either prompts to download the app or go to the mobile web. And before you know it, you have lost the original intent of what you wanted to get to. So we always recommend the home base be your website. That's the the surest way to link anything from Pinterest to your website. And then if you want to call them to action to go to Instagram, that's fine too. For video, we recommend less than a minute 30. Pinners are really in the short form video. They're not in the long form. So if you do have people in your community that are using YouTube, we don't recommend going Pinterest to YouTube. Again, we recommend going to your website and then to YouTube or embedding the video there. So what's great about this is there's a lot of different ways to stretch out your content on Pinterest, either taking a blog post and now you can create three different images or you can do a video or you can even do a product on your site, but you can talk a little bit more about that product. Maybe like this is the most amazing protein powder. I'm kind of making that up, but you can see like you want to get better than that. Not this is the most amazing, but think of it like billboard advertising pinners are thumbing by on their phone and they're reading these images just to give them quick context so they know if they want to visit your site or not. Okay, thank you for explaining that because I think there's just so much going around of, you know, you can pin this, you can pin that. And it's just nice to get it right from the expert, you know, that the website is kind of the best place to be sending people. And then you can always um, send them outward from there. But, you know, getting people onto the website, which I'm sure is just going to be helpful for obviously gaining more traffic to your website. But I'm curious just for a quick second, you know, by having um, traffic come from Pinterest um, and a lot of traffic come from Pinterest, does that help your rating in Google as well? We've heard rumors about that. Obviously, no one's going to confirm 100%. But yes, we have seen Google rank pins and we've seen them rank Pinterest boards. And so what this can do is maybe you have a pin that's doing really well on Pinterest and somebody on Google searches that particular topic. I might get a pin as a result. And then as we see Google, we've heard that as Google sees more activity on Pinterest and more clicking to your website, it does help support your content and have it raise up higher in the search. Okay, cool. Well, I guess there's no problem in giving that a try and seeing if that happens. And, you know, it's always nice just to get more eyes on the website. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take? 
No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. All right. That, that makes sense. Thanks for kind of explaining, you know, how nutritionists could use um, Pinterest a little bit more than just recipes. I think that there's so many ways we could utilize it. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about yeah. that in a bit. But before we get there, I was wondering if you could just break down like um, somebody that wants to use Pinterest, they're sold now. They, they're like, okay, Kate is telling me the truth here. <laughs> I have to use Pinterest, um, but they don't know how to get started. I know you mentioned they could spend an hour kind of browsing um, the app or the platform just to kind of get used to it. But, you know, they're ready to sit down now and start their account. Um, how would they kind of move through this? Yeah. So one of the things right away is you're going to get a business account. So if somebody has never used Pinterest for their business, you simply open up an account and you can go to business.pinterest.com and that will give you all the extra analytical features, access to ads. It's just, and you need it for terms of service, especially if you're selling something. So just go straight to a business account. Now, there's other people who have been on Pinterest for a while and maybe they've used it personally or they've dabbled in pinning here and there and they just haven't been serious about it. You can always convert a personal account to a business account as well by going to business.pinterest.com and it will just follow the prompts and then you'll become a business account. And now with that person who has, has, has had a personal account, make sure that you start to change your account to reflect your business. And this also applies to the person who's just getting set up. So here's the pillars you want to make sure you look at. Number one, you have a great image at the top that reflects um, your business. I have a video, so you can put a video in there or you can even take still photos and kind of move them through really slowly. There's lots mm -hmm. of great examples of people's. You can go to mine actually at simplepinmedia.com and see how I've repurposed a video. The sound doesn't play, which is okay. Um, and then you want to use your business name and put a picture there, the one that you use on all the other social platforms. And then you want to describe your business in a few sentences under the description using really, really using the same standard thing that you would everywhere else. And Pinterest will automatically add your website link there when you put it in the settings. So it'll highlight. So then when people come to your profile, they can just click on your URL there and it goes to your website. Now, the next thing we come to is boards. So boards play this really integral role in the algorithm because Pinterest sees what it is is that's in those boards, what pins are in there, what are they about? So we have to name a board after we've created it, and we recommend three to four words, very um, industrious, not don't go cute or cheeky or whatever, just really get straight like how to reverse type 2 diabetes. or That's too long, but you get where I'm going with that, like a very simple, simple phrase. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be too broad as well. You don't want to say the best recipes, 
because you want to give Pinterest more information about what type of recipes are these? Are these vegan breakfast recipes as opposed to just vegan recipes or gluten-free? Because that's what people on Pinterest are searching. So we recommend any business account start with at least five to 10 boards that really clearly reflect what it is they talk about. That's also the same with the person who's gone personal to business. Make sure you go through your boards. And if you have some on there that you maybe just want to keep, you can simply move it to to secret by clicking the edit button. And it gives you an option to slide it over so it moves to secret. I have that. I pin a bunch of stuff to my secret boards that I don't really want my business users to see, but I still want to keep because I don't want to have two accounts. Mm -hmm. That's annoying. Mm -hmm. So that's really the number one way. Set up your Pinterest profile. Don't add any pins yet. Just spend about an hour. You can watch Netflix. Super easy. Get that set up. Okay. So my biggest question, and thank you for that. That was such a nice, easy, like accessible breakdown. Um, But I'm just kind of thinking uh, what some of the listeners might be thinking is, okay, so you've told me to do, you know, five to 10 boards, but I don't have that much content on my uh, website or on my blog right now to be pinning to all these boards. So would they start off by pinning other people's pins or what's kind of the etiquette there? Yeah, certainly you can do that. That's what I even do um, with some of our new accounts because they just don't have enough images or enough content just yet. So we tell people it is okay for you to pin other people's stuff and just to fill up your boards a little bit so Pinterest starts to understand what it is those boards are about. And over the next six to eight months, as you start to get more of your own content, your own images, then you can start to dial back on pinning other people's stuff. Okay. And would you be pinning like, um, how do I word this? Like, would you be pinning competitors work Mm, or would you kind of try to do something that's like, okay, (laughs) this is like similar, but this is like a naturopath saying this information versus like another nutritionist who also works with, um, diabetes clients. Yes. Uh, such a great question. We get this all the time. So I would not pin directly your competitor's content unless you know them and you support them. So an example for me is I know a few other Pinterest marketers who are much smaller agencies than mine, but they put out really great content. Like whenever they write, I just think it's so good. I start with some of that stuff because if a client goes to them, I three cheers, right? I love it. Um, but if it's somebody that I know they're writing and I don't necessarily really trust their business practices, or I wouldn't want to send a client that way, I might pass on that. And then that second layer of what you just said, somebody that's maybe just a tad bit outside what I talk about, but kind of close, it's okay for you to pin that stuff too. But I stay away from competitors that I don't know because I can't really vouch for the quality of, of what they're producing. Yeah, that's a really good answer. Okay, thanks for going over that. Um, Okay, so now that they've like had their Pinterest board set up, they're starting to pin either their own content or um, other people's content. Uh, How is this going to actually help them get new nutrition clients? Like what can we maybe talk about like, I guess the funnel of like what's happening here or, you know, what content they could actually post like strategically to drive these people to signing up with them. 
Yeah, that's a great question. So first, I would start with a piece of content or like a content marketing strategy that includes what it is you're really, really good at, uh, what it is you can coach people on. So um, an example of this would be I was meeting with somebody the other day who sells soaps that they've created um, from this recipe to help heal their adult acne. And so for her, that was her window into providing the solution of her soap. And so she had never written the story about how this soap healed her adult acne. And I thought that is going to get me to buy what you have before you just telling me about the soap that solves the problem of acne. So it goes a little bit into... Um, her going deep into, hey, I started out with this. I tried these three products. I couldn't make it work. And then I tried this and this is what made it work for me and how long it's been kind of telling more of that. So if a nutrition business specializes in something and they have also been able seen results, one of the great places to start is by telling those stories. And you can, of course, cover client anonymity and all of that. But I would love to know more about the expertise because somebody on Pinterest, and this is again, really important. They're not really interested in your nutrition business. They're not starting out looking for a coach. They might be way back at that place of answering just the basic, basic questions. How do I track my food? Or how do I pick out a protein powder or something like that? So it's beginning to take maybe even the FAQs that you're getting, the emails that you're getting from people or just regular contact forms. Or if you even have a small community or an email list, ask them, hey, what are your biggest questions about this area of nutrition that I specialize in. Then start writing a few blog posts about that. So that's the top of the funnel. So we have a funnel method here at Simple Pin called our Simple Pin Framework, and it consists of three things, inspire, inform, and decide. Pinterest users are at inspire. They want to be inspired by a topic, inspired by a solution. And so those are the blog posts that we put there. And we hope that people will click on them. We hope that people will save them and revisit them later. And we also inform them with deeper form articles and then potentially coming to our website to sign up for our email list. And the decide piece, the getting them to sign up as your client, that really happens on your website. It really will not happen on Pinterest. It's it's pretty difficult to get a pinner to make a decision really quickly. They're like the procrastinators of the world. Like they take a <laughs> long time to decide. So when you think of it that way and you think of how can I inspire and inform people on Pinterest to get them to my website so that I can get them as a client. So I can talk about what coaching is like. You don't want to lead with that on Pinterest. You don't want to say, here's what it's like to coach with me. Mm. Because I don't know what it is you do. I don't know who it is you are and why I would even need coaching. So you're really answering that question, why hire a health coach? Why Mm -hmm. hire a nutritionist? All of those things are what people are asking on Pinterest. And this is a quick tip. If you ever want to know what to talk about, go to the search bar on Pinterest just start typing in the phrases you think people are asking and see what's there. Pinterest will do this little like search prediction words right underneath, which tells you what people are already searching. Uh, That's really smart. Thank you for that trick. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're like, ah, what do people want, right? But if we just utilize the tool that's there that's telling us exactly what they're searching for, then that that helps so, so much. 
Right. Okay. So just to kind of like put um, what you're saying into an example. So using like the soap um, company that helped to heal the adult acne. So would this look like instead of her being like, buy my soap on a pin, it might be something like how I healed my adult acne, which Mm -hmm. would then lead to a blog post with like a long story or even a shorter story about her own adult acne, her own journey. And then at the end, let's say she instead of soap, let's just say she was doing nutrition coaching or health coaching, she might say like, this is exactly what I now help my own clients with inside my program, XYZ, and then maybe like a link to the work with me page. Absolutely. Nailed it. That's 100% how you do it. Okay, perfect. And then when we're talking about recipes, because Mm. I know that some people are like, okay, it's great to get the traffic to the site, but they're not really converting. They're just you know, making the recipe and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of like weave some of that into a recipe blog post so that you might um, help them to decide within that post? Yeah, recipes are harder because people on Pinterest who go for food, even myself, I have I have searched on Pinterest like quick breadsticks 175 times. I feel <laughs> like I get a different recipe every time. I know I pin it for later, but I can't remember because I'm in a rush. So you have to know that you're going to get a higher bounce rate, which is people coming to your website and bouncing away when it comes to a recipe. So you, it's kind of like do all you can, but it's not the number one way you're going to get a lot of people. You want to link in your post. Um, a lot of times I actually have on my own website, there is an ad inserter tool. I use WordPress. And what I do is I just do this image that looks like an ad, but it's my ad. And it's mm-hmm. saying like, sign up for a free discovery call to see if coaching is right for you or something like that. So that is in the middle of every post that I write. And then at the end, I leave really helpful links. So that's another trick. Like if you need more help with X, that's slightly related to the recipe, put some hyperlinks there and link out. You just never know who's going to click, but I do want to be transparent and say it is a little harder to get people to convert off a recipe. Okay. So if you're doing, maybe don't put all your eggs in the basket of like just recipes on your blog, like do um, blog posts that are telling client stories or telling your own story or giving, like you said, the five tips for Mm -hmm. healing your adult acne or whatever it is, like really tangible article kind of blog post. Yeah. And you want to stay really far away from anything that's addressing weight loss. Um, Mm -hmm. Pinterest is very, they've clamped down on that quite a bit, the word diet, uh, weight loss. So I would avoid that and go a little bit more into um, like a holistic approach to it. Maybe if there's another benefit you can think of. If you do a Google search for Pinterest changes on um, nutrition or on weight loss, you'll get some recent um, blog post or recent like articles from Pinterest about what these changes are. And it'll give you a clear list of words not to use. Oh, thanks for bringing that up because I actually just had um, a client bring that up. And yeah, we were both kind of racking our brain around like, you know, how do you word something like that, right? How do you, mm-hmm. you know, obviously use their terms and conditions on Pinterest, but then also target the right person with what you're trying to say? Yeah. So that's helpful. Um, okay. The last thing I wanted to ask, um, because I honestly, I'm sold on like, I'm going to jump right into Pinterest. <laughs> now. I'm like, I was already like one foot in and now I'm definitely after this conversation, like this is a great strategy to bring in your business. Um, so 
how can we do this? Like, should we be managing this on our own? Should we be taking a chorus for first to learn about like how to actually utilize Pinterest in the best way? Should we just get our feet wet? Um, what would you recommend outsourcing? What is your approach with that? Well, I always tell people um, my model for outsourcing is if I don't have any time to learn, nor do I have the drive to learn, I usually go straight to outsourcing. Uh, the caveat is if you have the budget to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to spend anywhere between $400 and $800 a month for somebody to manage for you. And that could include images, that would include strategy, analytics, all of that. So if you have that in your budget because you know you can use that time elsewhere even better to get more revenue for your business, we tell people just go that route. But if you are a solopreneur and you're really just getting off the ground, a course is the best way. Um, We don't teach ours in a course model. We teach it in a membership model. Mm -hmm. And the reason we do that is because we want to provide coaching feedback and resources that has a course with it, but also helps people coach through creating the best types of images because creating images can be pretty labor intensive. So like our membership provides new templates every single month to help people through. So we tell people if you can dedicate at least one hour a week just to education and then two hours a week to the management part, maybe even three hours a week to the management part, that's a good way to gauge your time so that it doesn't take up all your time. Because we see people who dive into Pinterest and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm spending 20 hours a week on Pinterest. And we're like, (laughs) no, don't do that. So I would say that's probably, look at whether or not you really want to make Pinterest part of the business this year for you, and then just commit to six to eight months of investment, which feels like a lot, but it is really important because Pinterest is more of a long game strategy, not a short game like Instagram. Instagram makes us feel really good. There's likes and comments and all these engagement metrics. Pinterest doesn't really have that. So in the beginning, you're going to feel like you're not making any movement. That's why we like a membership because we can do coaching to say, just keep going. We promise (laughs) it'll work out. So that's what I recommend that people look for. Some courses can be pretty out of date because Pinterest switches up what they're doing quite often. So if you're going to look for a course, be really clear and ask questions about when the last time it was updated. And if it's been more than six months, I would highly pass on that. Yeah, that's great advice. Why don't you just tell us a bit more about the membership, like the name where they can find information on it? Because I I agree that that's a great model for this. It's, so it's like learning in real time. Yes. And I used to have a course and I became so frustrated with it because I'm like, I can't teach students the best way. <laughs> we have, um, it's called the Simple Pin Collective and you can find it by going to simplepinmedia.com slash collective. And it really is a four-pronged strategy of a learning library because we know that you need all the videos, all the information about Pinterest and it's broken down into basics, just starters, and then intermediate where you're growing. And then we have our Facebook group and our forum that really help you ask those up-to-date questions, right? Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm stuck or something's broken. And then I coach twice a month in there by helping people move through maybe the current events on Pinterest or things we want to coach them towards. And then last is our collective chronicle that we give people, which is, hey, maybe this month you don't have a lot of time. Here are five new templates. Here's the thing we want you to focus on. If you only do these five things this month in five hours, great, you're still moving forward. So we try to really hit people where they're at 
And also seasonality is a big thing on Pinterest. I will say that for any nutrition business, the high time is December 26th through Mm. about February 14th. So one great thing about this season that we're going into is you could do a lot of foundational work between now and December to get your content ready, to get it onto the platform so that it's really ready to be picked up by searches when we hit that high time for that topic. So that's what we always tell people too. It's about 45 days in advance of when you know people are going to be searching a holiday or an event or maybe a high trending topic. You want to be prepared with your content on there. You don't want to do it the day before. Uh, that is such a good piece of advice. It's not like Thanksgiving and the day before and your yes. your potato recipe is going to be the first one up there. You need to be pre-planning and, and really thinking ahead or pinning the blog post from last year yeah. you know, in advance. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really that's good. really important. So if anybody wants to join, just uh, do that. And it's month to month. So if your budget only allows you to sustain for three months or so, just join for three months, take a break. And then if you need to come back later, you can do that as well. Well, I might be joining, so you'll Yay. see me in there soon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming. Um, just last um, off, can you tell everyone where they can find you both on, I guess, Instagram and on Pinterest? Yeah, Pinterest.com slash Simple Pin Media, all one word. Go there to see what we're doing. You can see some of the new features we're utilizing, those idea pins, which I didn't talk about, but you can see them. They'll pop right up at the top. They look like you know Instagram stories a little bit, but they're different. They live forever. So that's a distinguisher. Instagram, at Simple Pin Media. You can DM us with any questions. Um, our customer service expert, Tabby, is over there too if I'm not able to answer. And then we have the Simple Pin Podcast. So if you want to listen to current events or anything happening with Pinterest. We have 250 episodes over there about all things Pinterest. So go to the website, search anything. I'm pretty sure we've covered it. That is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. I've learned so much myself. And yeah, like I said, excited to jump into the membership because I think that's going to help me take it to the next level. So hope some of you listening can join me in there. You bet. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.